0: Hey, it's me, your friend Carrie. Do you want to go sing in a bar tonight? Carrie? Okay. It's Schmanners. Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy.
0: And you're listening to Schmieners. It's
1: extraordinary etiquette. For
0: ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove.
1: Hello. How are you? Dear. Hello. Hello. Uh,
0: and of course, joining us in studios is our special guest, BB Lee McElroy, who you we thought- hear- we thought we had her set up to watch TV, and then she hopped out of her chair, and now she's just running over and staring at us as we record.
1: <laughs> but she still has her headphones and on. Still so got her headphones on. She can't hear us talking about her.
0: Yes, or else she probably would have talked by now. How's every- Hey, how is everybody <laughs> out there getting ready for the holiday weekend here in the U.S. of A.? We've started doing this series of episodes about, like, evenings out. (laughs)
1: Because we don't go anywhere anymore. No, fun
0: evenings out. Oh, my Atlanta. Feeling great. Doing great. Looking (laughs) great. Achieve it. Believe it. And sneeze it.
1: (laughs) No, I thought you were going to say sneeze it.
0: And sneeze it. So... Uh, I have been going to karaoke. I've been sneaking into bars to do karaoke since I was 15. Oh, my gosh. A Dickensian waif. Please, sir. might I Sing Some Journey. Sneaking in to karaoke bars. Uh, I've been... So that's, what, 20 years? Two decades I've been doing karaoke. I've competed in karaoke competitions. I've done private rooms. I've done uh, stages. Open bar. I've done live band karaoke. I love it, Teresa and I. For a long time, for the first like two, three years of our relationship, went to uh, karaoke. I would say three weeks out of four.
1: Yeah, we had a, a pretty, a pretty, uh, long-standing karaoke date.
0: Yes, and then you know, our friend group shifted as people, you know, settled down, us included, and we stopped going to karaoke as much. That said. Still do it from time to time,
1: and then we found a nice karaoke place in LA too. Yes, when we that's moved true. out there,
0: Well, wow, I love that place. Went there, it was uh, just a hop, a skip, and a jump away from our apartment. So we hopped, skipped, and jumped there all the time. Uh, I now- didn't
1: actually start doing karaoke until college, um, because even though, well, you know, actually. I think had I had the chance, I would have done it. But I, I wasn't able to sneak into bars, or it never occurred to me to sneak into a bar when I was underage.
0: I wasn't sneaking in to drink, mind you. Well, of course. Yeah, I was just going in and hang- I, I you, say sneaking. You I walked did your into a bar.
1: Drinking at home.
0: Mm-hmm. I walked into bars and hoped nobody kicked me out. <laughs> is I think a better way to put it.
1: I feel like by the time I was going to bars, they were checking IDs at the door.
0: Yeah, well see that's the thing is a lot of the bars like at least in Huntington, they check IDs on the weekends, but karaoke tends to be on off nights.
1: I so see. like
0: you go in on a Tuesday and nobody's checking IDs on a Tuesday, there's ten people there. That's another much like trivia, like which we talked about last week. Karaoke, at least here in the States, is designed to be like, How do we get people to come to the bar? on days when people do not normally come to bars.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: And so that is where karaoke comes in. Now, I would say that the different, uh, the only exception to that of my recent experience is Northside Tavern here in Cincinnati will, uh, not regularly, but often, do live band karaoke on Saturdays. That is
1: an event.
0: Yes, I think that is much more of an event. Um, Limited slots compared to normal karaoke. It's like, you know, Three rounds of 10.
1: Yeah, because when you have a live band playing, they, you know, they're not machines. They need breaks.
0: That is true. They unless can't play the, all night. Unless the live band is Rock Fire Explosion, at which point <laughs> they are machines <laughs> and a band. All right. So we're going to talk so much about like karaoke and stuff, but let's start a little bit with the history. Now I'm going to guess Japan. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. What?
1: Well. Well. So. It probably, karaoke as a phenomenon, yes, Japan. It is not, as some would say, Japanese for tone deaf, which I had heard in uh. several si- TV sitcoms. It is uh, a portmanteau, actually, of uh, kara or empty. Uh, sometimes translated as Ghost
0: Is it empty voice? No. Okay.
1: Yeah. Or um, orchestra.
0: Ah, so just the music. Yeah, just, just the, the music.
1: I've heard it. I've heard it translated ghost
0: orchestra. Oh, I like that too. I really
1: like that. I think that 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 definitely um, evokes something different from empty orchestra.
0: Can I talk about why I love karaoke for a minute? I know I told you to talk about the history, but can I tell you why I love it?
1: Side eye. Sure.
0: Okay. So here's the thing. Many people mistakenly believe that karaoke is about singing. This is not true. Karaoke is about performance. I have known many people who, if they auditioned for a musical or tried to launch a singing career, would fail miserably. But get them on a karaoke stage where everybody is supposed to be like a dynamic front person and it's just getting the crowd on board, right? Yeah. So it's not a – it's not – it's not American Idol, right? It is just like America's Got Talent. It's, it's just,
1: give them the old razzle-dazzle. Right.
0: That's the thing is I am an okay to mediocre singer, but I am a great performer. Yes. And so that's, well, you didn't have to agree that quickly. about You the, are okay. a great
1: performer.
0: Okay, you're agreeing with that part, not the Modi. Okay, great. But like, you know, for me, it's that I really love getting a crowd on my side. I like performing and a lot of people I've heard a lot of people say like I don't want to go do karaoke I can't sing it's fine that's fine you don't have to sing just go and have a great time okay
1: so like I said karaoke specifically yes is Japanese in origin but sing-along type events Mm -hmm. have been happening for a very long time um and canned music or just like the track without the vocals probably actually became a, a social event in the Philippines. Okay. About a decade earlier. Um, the machines were invented by a, a musician. I'm going to really do my best here. Yeah, but, you know. Just when, run at it. Okay. Daisuke Inoue.
0: Okay. I don't have any reason to believe that that's not correct.
1: Um, in 1971. So
0: Man, he, that's so much more recent than I. I mean, I guess that's the true. machine, the technology. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sure that there are people singing as music played with like a paper print out of words. Yeah. Certainly.
1: I mean, and like I said, in the Philippines, you there's documentation of probably in the the mid 50s, early 60s um of social events, um, especially like television shows that mm-hmm. were, were billed as sing alongs, mm-hmm. which also happened in the US.
0: Man, that's the thing that doesn't happen anymore. Follow the bouncing ball. No yeah. one does that anymore.
1: No one does that anymore. Um
0: Mickey Mouse Club used to do that all the time. It's true. About the original and I believe the new generation in the nineties.
1: So um he was a musician. And he would play drums in a band that would accompany bar patrons. So like, you know, live band karaoke, as they sang. Um, But he created the machine to play for him when he couldn't or didn't want to play. Um, And he started with just 11 machines. Mm -hmm. And he started leasing them to local businesses so that, I mean... This is a this is genius. I bet he right? made bank. Ah, uh, no, no. We'll get to that.
0: Oh, bummer.
1: Um, and by the eighties, um, karaoke was in in every like every high street of Japan, right? Because mm-hmm. every every community had their own bars, and every bar had a karaoke machine, and it was like everywhere. But America's, uh, sorry, the U.S.'s. First karaoke bar opened in L.A. in 1982.
0: I'm not surprised by that.
1: I um, mean, I'm surprised
0: by 1982, but I'm not surprised by it being in L.A.
1: Well, I mean, it was like the first like actual we are a karaoke bar. Yes. I'm certain that karaoke was being done like, you know, everywhere.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, but here's the thing. Huh? He never patented the machine.
0: Oh Mitchell. no. You got it. TM, TM TM TM. You got TM. a patent.
1: Yeah. I mean you in order to 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 patent something like that, you have to be aware of the whole thing, right? Yeah. He basically just wanted to but he wanted to make some extra dough, be in more than one place at once, right? With his machines, but he didn't
0: see, he didn't think like this is the new wave of exactly,
1: this. Oh, exactly. What a bummer! Yeah, man,
0: um, I'm glad we're talking about him now though, because he deserves some retroactive credit.
1: Well, he did, he did eventually get credit. So in 1999. Oh. Time Magazine named him one of the most influential Asians of the century. Yes, very cool. And in two thousand four, he received the Nobel Peace Prize
0: for um, karaoke.
1: For <laughs> this is this is what the master of ceremonies said: an entirely new way for people to learn to tolerate each other.
0: Yes. Oh my God! Wait, karaoke won a Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. Well, karaoke, the, the
1: inventor of the karaoke machine.
0: Teresa, karaoke won a Nobel Peace Prize. What a world! What What a a world world we live in! I'm so excited! See? I told you, karaoke is good and brings people together. Hey folks, quick correction there. We said the Nobel Prize, it was the Ig Nobel Prize, which is a parody of the Nobel Prizes. So, a much different thing. Uh, Still, still cool, just a different thing. Now back to the show. Okay, um, so
1: then, the things that you need to to have now for karaoke, mm-hmm,
0: BB, do you like karaoke? Yeah, okay, there we go. You heard it here first, folks. is um, you need to have <laughs> don't grab the microphone. <laughs> go back to watching TV. you monster
1: okay. uh, not only do you need to have the canned music, right? Mm-hmm. you also need to have some sort of screen um or or lyric sheet, right? Yes. Um and you need obviously the the mic hookup and the speakers and all of this kind of like amassed over time. That's not how it originally started. Um it was probably just cassette tapes, mm-hmm. um, where the no, same
0: with no uh, singing, right? Yeah,
1: one side probably had the lyrics, the other side probably didn't, and that's that's pretty much the way that my at home karaoke machine works.
0: This is one of the reasons I'm fascinated by karaoke, is that like you said, 1982, right? I was born in 1983, so my lifetime karaoke as being popularized in in the U.S. Is only one year older than me, so I have seen in my life the evolution of America. Like you, I sorry, I keep saying America. There's a lot more places in America than just the U.S. In the U.S., because that's all I can speak to. I have grown up watching karaoke grow up, right? Mm-hmm. From like printed out on a piece of paper, singing along to, uh, singing along to a cassette tape right to then on cd right, right. with a printed out piece of paper to then cd with it on a screen to then blow the whole thing wide open just connecting a computer
1: yeah, to your karaoke files.
0: now i i remember going to karaoke bars and the book was like 20 pages because mm-hmm. it was the cd's that the karaoke dj brought with them right right to then basically the place that we loved in LA the dj was like name a song and it, like, there was no, basically, there was no book. The book was there to give you ideas, but you could just walk up, write down any song, and they could look it up on the internet and play that yes. immediately.
1: Yes, the The possibilities now, they're endless.
0: Yes. um, Because that's also the other thing, the turnaround. Because it also used to be that if you wanted to sing a song that you heard on the radio, you had to wait for that karaoke CD to be published, mm-hmm. and now the turnaround can be like you heard a song that just came out today. Tomorrow, you're singing it at karaoke.
1: Well, and the the early karaoke machines. I mean, I have one from the 90s. Yes, baby um, likes to play with it. She does. Uh, you you have the option of separating out the Hertz frequencies, mm-hmm. so that you can dial down and it creates almost like a shadow of the voice Mm -hmm. doesn't get rid of the voice completely, but it does really turn it down so that if you turn the mic sound up, your, your voice pretty much replaces that voice. Um, and that's how you can make karaoke with, with the cassettes that still had the voice on it. Um,
0: I would also like to, as long as we're talking about karaoke technology, I want to throw a little bit of credit also to rock band, and guitar hero where that was a like karaoke for instruments. And in the case of rock band for singing Mm -hmm. that I think probably a whole new generation of people like had a new karaoke experience in their home where they could like karaoke with instruments and sing along and play the whole band with their friends. Right. Anyways, I love rock band. Okay. I love, I love karaoke. Love performing.
1: Um, that's uh, there were some, some patent problems in the 80s, and some of them still continue today. So, like I, I mentioned in the Philippines, um, this was kind of a concurrent timeline, mm-hmm. right? As far as like the idea of sing along, um, there's a machine called the Minus One.
0: Okay.
1: Which makes sense because it's y- you remove one you remove voice. One you remove the voice. You yes. remove one something um, that was developed in the Philippines, uh, which is, I mean, basically the same thing as a karaoke machine, the kind that you know you would have in your home. Yes. Um, and so there were some some patent suits. There were there are some you know court cases that have resulted in in the ownership of the idea um but like nowadays i feel like like you said the the digital experience of karaoke is has really made the karaoke machine obsolete
0: yes now you can basically do it like with a regular sound system and a computer
1: yep Yeah.
0: Which is good. I guess. I mean, that's the thing, because it's very similar, I think, to how we talked about trivia last week, which Mm -hmm. is like, now it's a thing that has exploded and is all over the place. But I will also say, as someone who has performed karaoke in countless bars all over this world... That, like, some places are amazing for it, and some places are terrible for it. And if you go to a place that's terrible for it, and that's your first experience, you're that much less likely to want to do it again, right? Like, I've gone to Tokyo Kitty here in Cincinnati, which is a private room karaoke place.
1: Which we'll talk about is is a little different from open bar karaoke. Right.
0: And I've also – I think you and I and some Dayton friends went to, like, a Dayton bar that was, like, a restaurant – that, like, moved a table and set up a microphone yeah. while everyone was trying to eat dinner, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was one of the worst, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I had fun with you, but it was one of the most, like, least conducive karaoke experiences I've ever experienced. Yeah, because,
1: I mean, if you're going to set up in front of an audience, you want the audience to watch, right? right? Well, <laughs> not like eat. I said,
0: it's it's performing, right? Yeah. And if the audience is like, I don't like that you're here, mm-hmm. it's not good performing,
1: um, so that brings up a good point. Um, the KJ or the karaoke jockey, right, is often more host than, um, than you know, make, uh, audio engineer yes. at this point. Um,
0: Excuse me one second. I need to help my daughter. Teresa, please keep talking.
1: <laughs> and, and so when you have the situation of an audience in a bar, um, in in like an open scenario. No, no. It really falls to the KJ to to keep the crowd involved. Um because like you said, it's it's about the performance and sometimes the KJ can really help amp that up. Now when you're in private room karaoke a lot of the, the places, it's just an interface, right? Mm-hmm. Like a computer interface. Yes. So you and don't... And at
0: Tokyo Kitty, there's even a robotic server that brings drinks to you in a special tray that lowers from the ceiling. It's really cool. <laughs>
1: um, so it, it's a little more up to you to create the atmosphere in a private room situation. But hopefully, if you're in a private room, you that's all your friends anyway, mm-hmm. right? So yes. So you, you have... You have a little more uh, familiarity with the situation.
0: Um, you know what? We have so many questions that we're going to talk about. But first, how about a thank you note? We would like to give a special thank you note uh, to we have a Jumbotron this week. Been a while. We want you to join in as Connor, Kirsten, Kyle, and Nick answer listener questions, would you rather's, and hypotheticals. How do they manage to jump from topic to topic? That's easy with an awkward segue. So that's the name of the podcast is awkward segue is the name. I got it. Yeah. Okay. You got it.
1: You really punched it.
0: Okay. So it's S E G W A right. Segway. Look for a Y a Y. Yes. That's what I meant. (laughs) S E G W A Y. Look for awkward segue on iTunes or almost anywhere else. Podcasts are found and subscribe. Do it. Awkward segue. I listen to Reading Glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips.
1: If you're a comics reader and you want to use a library-connected app, you can try out Hoopla. I listen for the author interviews.
0: I'm mad at myself that I waited as long as I did to start reading Joan Didion. They give me reading advice I didn't even know I needed.
1: If you go in person to an event and go up to an author or a filmmaker or anybody and tell them what they, you don't like about their work, you're a trash baby. I, look, I understand you didn't like Heroes Season 3. That's fine. I like, <laughs> I don't actually need to know that information. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun.
0: We have so many questions. This might be, uh, like right up there with like our top most questioned topics. All right, nice. are we ready? Let's yes. do this. Uh, this is from Kit. When doing private room karaoke, what do you do if someone else picks a song that you also wanted to sing? Is it appropriate to sing it yourself later, or should you sing it with the other person as a duet?
1: Now wait a minute. I saw you shake your head at this. While you were reading it. And Uh it's private room karaoke. Do whatever you want.
0: Here's, okay, the reason I shook my head is I shook my head, except for very, very, very specific circumstances, which I will list when we get to the question. I don't think you should ever repeat a song that someone else is saying, right? Because invariably you are inviting comparison, which is not the goal of karaoke, um i think that if you see someone do the song it is perfectly within your rights to say hey can i sing with you right it's private room go for it you're all friends there it's about having a good time now we also got questions about this but if it is not private room and just like open bar karaoke and someone singing a song that you like especially if you don't know them but if you haven't discussed it before I personally am against the idea of like hopping on stage and grabbing a mic. Absolutely. and Absolutely,
1: that's that is one of the the etiquette faux pas. Yes, um, I would say as far as like open audience karaoke because, um, especially if you don't know them, like. What's this, what's this person doing up on stage with me? Right. But um, in that situation, what will usually happen is if you submit a song that someone before you has already submitted, the KJ will call you over and say, I'm not going to do a repeat. Right. Or what they might do um, is if you're doing a song, say like... This is this is a little more of a, a specific situation. If the song was like in the first hour, yes. Yeah, so this is then, the question
0: from Adam. Let me incorporate. Is it ever okay to sing a song you heard earlier in the night? Yes, in this specific circumstance. Yes. Go on. If
1: the song was in like the first hour and it's like the last hour, um, then like.
0: If the person sang and there were, like, three people at the bar when they did it. And
1: that's what a good KJ will do. They will weigh out the situation and figure out how, you know, how to read the room and see, okay, well, we did this song, but nobody was here, so I'll do the song
0: again. Right, yes, especially if it's, like, a banger that's going to get... Yeah. The audience involved. Sure. That's the only circumstance in which I think it's okay. Is like, listen, the people who were here who heard it the first time are not even here anymore. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, okay. So next question. This is from Murdoch. When choosing a karaoke song, is it better to pick a crowd pleaser or a song you really like that you might lose the crowd with? Oh.
1: Crowd pleaser.
0: Now here I will say nine times out of ten, crowd pleaser. I will say, the thing is, is, is it a song you're going to lo- lose the crowd with because it's uh, like a really, okay, this is the inverted, like the the equation, right? If it is a crowd pleaser, you don't have to super duper nail it for people to enjoy it. If it is not a crowd pleaser, but you can kill it, Like it's the greatest performance you can do. Okay, maybe take a swing at it. You know what I mean. But like, I saw lots of people joking about like doing tequila, which is a song that's like eighteen minutes long and has like four words in it, and all the words are tequila. It's
1: like six minutes. But don't
0: do that song, right? But then again, I've also seen people do like I would do anything for love or Bohemian Rhapsody and do and but like they don't know the words or like you know they're awkward doing it if there's a song that you know backwards and forwards and you feel really good doing even if it's not a crowd pleaser if your energy can get the crowd on board go for it
1: i suggest never doing anything that freddie mercury saying you are not going to be be able to do it as good as him
0: you say that Mm -hmm. but i've heard griffin do some great freddie mercury like i'm saying there is the exception to the rule is always but can you kill it? Okay. Right? Like sure. I yeah. one time did Prince's Kiss. And listen, I you know, I'm not as good a singer as Prince, but put the energy into it and people liked it, right? You
1: know, I I do have to say, uh who was it who we saw do the Edmund Fitzgerald?
0: Uh I think it was our friend Jeremy. Yeah.
1: He like one that's a weird song.
0: Yes, but he sold it.
1: Is there's something else to that title, right? Isn't uh, it like the the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald yeah, or something I think that, like yeah. that? Yeah, the wreck
0: w- of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah,
1: it's a very, it's a very niche. It's a tune. dirge. It's a dirge. Um, but he was just so into it. No, you know who I think it was? I think it was Billy.
0: It might have been Billy. Anyway, this is not important. But they nailed it, and that's the thing: it. is if you are engaging, the crowd will be engaged with you. What I don't recommend is I'm going to sing a dirgy or, like, crowd-losing song and I'm just going to, like, stare at the monitor the whole time and this is just for me because I want to hear this song. Right. right? Mm, maybe not that. Uh, and Nerd Piggy asks, what type of songs are off-limits? Is there a certain song-length genre or singing difficulty that one should stick
1: to? Well, we we touched on this just a second ago. Um, I think that long, super long songs... Mm-hmm. Um, also, super overdone songs. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, don't stop believing.
0: Don't, don't stop believing, unless uh, unless you're like Steve Perry incarnate.
1: Not even Steve Perry can sing Steve Perry anymore. That's so
0: true, baby. That's so true. Um, I I would say that uh, also problematic. But quote unquote fun song. Don't do blurred lines, for example. Everyone will roll their eyes and you will lose the entire crowd. Yeah. Do not do that. Don't do gold digger. Um, uh, you know, these kinds of songs. Um, now, I would say one of the kinds of songs to avoid is the songs that have an extremely long, repetitive tail. Unless you walk off stage when it's done. Like, for example, I really like doing Down Easter Alexa by Billy Joel. But, like, the end of that song is just, yeah, ya yo, over and over and over and over again. At which point, just say, like, thank you, and walk off stage. <laughs> Don't stand on stage for five minutes just saying, yeah, yeah, yo. Well, we should do this because we haven't yet in the episode. What are some of your go to karaoke hits?
1: Um, let's see. Holding Out for a Hero. Yeah, you do know that. That's one, one of my one. good ones. Now, that is one that I, I retired for a while. Um, because it has a twenty bar intro.
0: Yes, this is correct.
1: And so sometimes it's really hard it's really hard to keep the energy up when you're standing on stage for 20 bars. Mm -hmm. Um so I retired that one for a little bit. Let's see. Um Firework was a good one for me for a while. Katy
0: Perry's firework. I do enjoy that one.
1: And uh you belong with me by Taylor Swift. That's, that's a, a bop. One. That was good. That's People good really one. liked the that. Audience one. gets
0: into that one. Um, I really I like I said, Danny Alexa is mm-hmm. one of mine. It's a good, like, epic story one.
1: What's that one I got sold? That is
0: uh all these things that I've done by yep. the killers. That's I one love of my it. like It's one I go to like
1: I love when you do that one.
0: Thank you. Uh I also enjoy now listen, I've been known to do Creed, My Sacrifice. <laughs> um because that is one of my performance songs where i do a full blown creed impression uh where there are like no consonants of anything i say this is
1: like a read the room situation si- yeah this situation, is the thing of like though.
0: if i've got them i might do my creed impression <laughs> um, all right all right and let's see did i say uh, all night long by mm-hmm. Lionel Richie
1: anything by Lionel Richie basically like 80s songs they kill-
0: they kill all the time. They're really, really great for for crowd enjoyment. Same with like ninety. There's some '90s ones, um, you know. Which is a here's a good uh, George one. "Creep" by Radiohead. You can get the crowd on your side with that. I don't do that one, but I've seen it done. Uh, let's see other questions. Uh, Spencer asks, "What if you're real bad? What then?" Uh, once again, right? I have seen people who could not carry a tune in a giant bucket, right? Get up and get the crowd on their side because they're engaged, right? I
1: would also, if if you're really bad at it, but you enjoy it, I would recommend private room. Right. Because that's a, a place where you can really let your guard down because you're with your friends. And especially, like, if you're really bad at it, really just, like, go for it. Yes. With your friends. Yes.
0: Because eventually... You might work up the confidence to do it, or you won't, whatever, you know? I,
1: I, in general, if you are not, like, into singing, I would say private room is the way to go for the first couple times yes. so that you, you can get your feet wet without, you know, w- without the self-consciousness that comes with being up on stage.
0: Along those same lines, Jerica asks, is it okay to go to karaoke with friends, even if you have no intention of singing? I yeah. get stage fright, but still want to hang out. Yes. Totally.
1: Some of the best people who go to karaoke are good audience members. Yes,
0: karaoke cheerleaders are great. Because that's the thing. I like performing. I just need people to go. I don't want to go by myself. That right. feels weird. Yes. Um,
1: And I do recommend. Here, Here are a couple of, like, etiquette things I'm going to put in here at this point. Um do clap for everybody. Mm-hmm. You should never boo anyone at karaoke or and like you may think that you're super funny, Statler and Waldorf style, but no, don't heckle people. No
0: heckling. Do you know how scary it is to get up so there? So
1: scary. Um, also, don't walk around while people are singing, especially in front of the stage. Yes. The wait staff can walk around. That's their job. But if you're going to submit a song Or um, go up to the bar, do it in between numbers.
0: Or at the very least, try to low profile. Don't like stand up and go, anybody want anything? Like, be chill.
1: Sometimes when you have to, when you gotta go, you gotta go. So, like, well, when you have to go
0: potty, stop and go right away. Thanks,
1: Daniel Tiger. Um, So, you know, be discreet about it. Um, Also, while I'm on the subject of handing in song sheets, Make sure that it is legible. Yes. You put the right number with the song because you never want the the KJ to to guess. That is, that's a bad look there
0: especially since sometimes especially when we're talking about like cd versions mm-hmm. there can be multiple versions of the same song exactly. especially if it's a song multiple people have covered mm-hmm. yes
1: um and you can only submit one song sheet at a time
0: yes so, so that's we, a question from carmen right how many songs should you submit at once and the thing is is there's a couple reasons for that one everybody wants to sing mm-hmm two a lot of times, if you do that, DJs will, like, hold your name off to the side until you go anyways. Right. At which point, they might lose your other song, or it might get, you know, shuffled in somewhere else. Or,
1: you know, you might feel like it's your turn, but you have to go home or right. something. So, like... Um- And a group performance counts as a performance for you. So don't submit something when you have a group performance in submitted until that is over. So what you can do is I've even seen a lot of people take a second slip up with them when they have their name called for their first song. That's perfectly acceptable. You take the slip up, you hand it to the KJ as you're going on stage. That's totally cool.
0: Totally fine. Um, Because that's the thing. One of the really important things to remember. The next question from Katie makes me think You should
1: also put a dollar in their tip jar when you do that.
0: Tip the DJ. Katie asked, should I tell the DJ to take my name off the list if I leave before my song comes up? Here's the thing. Yes. Because all of these things, especially if you are thinking about doing this as a regular event, like – This is the DJ show, right? Right. So if you tip the DJ... if You are saying DJ,
1: but the proper name is KJ. KJ.
0: If you're courteous to them, if you let them know that you're leaving early so that they don't waste time calling your name, if you only take up one at a... Like, you're building a relationship with this person Mm -hmm. that does things so, like, if you want to submit a song that someone's already sang, they'll analyze and see if it fits and maybe do you a solid more than... If you haven't tipped them, if you've been rude to them, if you've handed them. You know what I mean? Like, you're building a relationship with and this And
1: with person. that, also remember to take care of their equipment. I know the mic drop don't is like a super, drop. like, punctuated ending, but just don't do it. That's their equipment. Don't, um, don't bring your drink up on stage. And I've seen Travis do this a couple times with a beer, now, but...
0: Here's the thing. But once again, that was after I've built a relationship with the DJ and the DJ could trust me. And like most of the time I set it to the side.
1: Yes. Um, Because you might spill on their equipment. Yes.
0: Or on um, the stage. On the (laughs) stage.
1: And like these are this is usually equipment that they bring with them. This is the stuff that they take from bar to bar or or this is their own personal stuff. So please take care of it. Um, Also, like. No one wants to be the singer after the singer that has, like, put the microphone in their mouth. Yeah. That's that's,
0: gross. Bad sound quality, holding it that close. Um, Once again, this ties in a little bit. Uh, S. Gappy says, how drunk is too drunk at public karaoke? There's no way I'm singing in front of anybody without a solid buzz going. I would say, okay, in general, if you are someone who partakes in alcohol, right, then the biggest danger is the drinking quickly mm-hmm. out of nervousness. Yeah. Do not do that. I think that there is a difference between like having a beer before you go up to sing versus like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm going to take three shots and then go sing. Right. Because then it's going to kick in and get you there. And like you don't want to be at a point where you can't sing the words or you're falling down or anything. So there's definitely a too drunk. Um, and if that's the point and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel good standing in front of the audience now. Take your name off the list or like tell the DJ to wait while you drink some water or whatever. Because once again, building a relationship with your karaoke venue. Uh, let's see. Let's do two more questions. Um, let's see. Alexa asks, at what point is encouraging someone to sing too aggressive?
1: Um, sidebar, that name. Oh yeah,
0: <gasps> our Alexa kicked in.
1: Stop saying the name. Okay.
0: <laughs> it, uh, at what point is encouraging someone to sing too aggressive?
1: Um I just like in life, two times, right? The first time is a polite refusal, the second time is for reals. Um that's that's the way that I operate as far as like asking people if they're okay, if they're fine, yes. calling back, things like that. The first time you say, oh, uh, would you like to sing? They go, oh, no, I don't, mm, mm, don't think so. Then you say again a little later, hey, why don't you go up and take a turn? They have already politely refused. So if they say no again, that's it.
0: Yeah. I think also, uh, as we've often talked about on the show, there's a big difference between I don't know, I'm really nervous, mm-hmm. right? In which that sounds like they're asking for encouragement, Versus I am not interested in singing, right? Because if they're nervous, offer to do a duet or a group song, maybe to get them, you know, more comfortable being on stage. If they are not interested in singing and you'd like them to continue going to karaoke with you, forcing them to sing or giving them a hard time about it is going to ruin their experience. Agreed. Uh, One last question. This is from Praetor. Is it okay to sing the same song every week for karaoke night?
1: It is absolutely okay. Um this that's the way that you you hone your performance. That's the way that um you know, you could be known for a certain song yes. if you go to the same place every week.
0: There was uh, a singer who oh, went to, yeah. who did Purple Rain and killed it and like when he would get up to do it, oh, we would man. get excited. Yes. Because it was like we would invite people to join us at karaoke and be like, oh, this guy. Watch this guy. It's, it's amazing. Tony, right? Yes. His name was
1: Tony. Oh. So good. So good.
0: And so, like, yes. if and, and you know what? The other thing is when you are on stage, right, at karaoke, it's your stage, right? You're, you're performing. You're the performer. And if that's the song you want to sing, yes, go for it. Now, I would recommend ones, like, being open to trying other songs. Because mm-hmm. usually in an evening, depending on how crowded it is, you could get two or three in. Maybe trying another song, too, and being like, oh, three, I also... you
1: you'd have to stay forever.
0: <laughs> okay. Some people do. You know, some people stay out past 10.30. <gasps> what? I know. Um, and so maybe, like, you try a different song, and you're like, oh, I like this one, too. So now you're going to rotate, you know, that kind of thing. That would be... Because, like, you don't need... A catalog of 40 karaoke songs
1: Exactly if you've got one or two That you can rotate and do well That is perfect
0: Uh, So I think that's going to do it for us Uh, Let's see Teresa am I forgetting anything
1: Well we always thank Brent Black for uh, writing our Theme music which is available as a Ringtone where those are found Um, Also thank you to (laughs) Okay (laughs) BB's trying to get up In my lap here Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. No, don't touch the microphone.
0: I'm sorry, Teresa, but I want to touch the microphone.
1: (laughs) Um, And you can follow us on Twitter at SchmannersCast. That's where we submit... Our, uh, our topics of discussion and ask for questions. So uh, take a look at that and ask your questions there. Um, I'm also, watching
0: our child's face, and there's nothing she wants more than to grab the microphone, microphone right now. Also, thank you.
1: BB, 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 will you say hi? Okay. No, no, yep. no, no. All right. No, Everything's okay.
0: going off the rails. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you to the uh, newly rem- renamed Bruja Betty Pinup. Uh uh she took our formerly Keely Weiss photography, took our um cover banner for the Facebook group, Fan Run, Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners, which is a good place to get and give excellent advice from other fans. But if you would like to submit a topic request, please do email us schmannerscast at gmail.com. Um we're always looking for new and interesting topic ideas. And that's the place where we go to most often.
0: Uh, and it's always, thank you to Maximum Fun, uh, our, our podcast home. Thank you to everybody who submitted questions. Thank you to everybody who submits topics. Um, over the next couple of weeks between conventions and a family vacation, we're going to try not to miss episodes. But, you know, we'll do our best. Uh, Things can get pretty chaotic around here, as I'm sure you figured out by now. Uh, But we will do our best to be consistent because we know that that matters to you. Um, So that's going to do it for us. Join us again next week.
1: No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Schmanners. Schmanners. Get it.